for men and the women who loved them, for dads raising daughters and the men they want them to attract, for the moms raising sons that need help making them into quality men. Welcome to our table. So we're hot. We're back here at Strip Row and we got a full house. And when I say a full house, I mean a full, full house. We got everybody here, the entire team. We got Cam. Yep. We have Matt Berner. Yep. For the first time, welcome everybody. Damien. What's going on, everybody? Yeah. The Dominator. And then we've got Big Dumb. Introduce me first. <laughs> we've got Cobra. How y'all doing? He did. And then we've got Big Dumb. That's you. I'll let him. All right, so we've got Fred. We've got a, a pretty good uh, topic here, especially this podcast is coming out. This is going to be the first podcast episode coming out since the, uh, the website launch. That's going to happen November 11th. We've got really good things coming, really good things coming. And I wanted to hit on a topic, and this is why we wanted everybody to be here, was here's the question. And this is kind of the, uh, a momentum for a lot of the, the website itself. So bomb away. What happened to masculinity? We were talking about this before, and I think from my viewpoint, a lot of it's just social media because that's the perception of what a man's supposed to be. And I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm. But that's what my kids see, that's what your kids see. They, that's what they think. We all should be looking like lumberjacks and dressed in a certain way, can't even swing an ax. They idolize all these uh, up-and-coming celebrities, this image that they portray. and uh, Yeah, they, they idolize all these uh, images, these celebrities that they portray, and it's not realistic. So it's, it's a false, false image, and it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. I would say um, masculinity was under attack well before social media was created, though. Um, obviously, I think it comes from a government standpoint of why it would be a, more beneficial to the tops of the pyramids to have weaker men, but. Here we go with that theory about water, right? <laughs> I know where you're going. You know, but. Um, I do. But yeah, I think it's yeah, currently, yes, one of the biggest assaults on, on masculinity is social media, but I think it's been happening for at least 30 years, probably longer. Okay, so 30 years ago, what was it 30 years ago? Well, for the black community, it was uh, the crack, whatever thing. But mm. it, it, it was with wars, you know, wars that we shouldn't have been in, you know. Take the dad out of the house, make the wife an earner, make the family split up. It's triple. And you tax taxing the money you make, you tax the money you spend, and you're doing your tax at the end of the year, right? So you do that twice now. So it's six times per household if you split up the household. And it's always come down to money. So that's where I think it comes from. So the government's making out. Absolutely. All right, this is a point that Cobra, I know you looked at quite a bit when it comes to prison rates, right? Tell me about the prison system. I wonder why. So Fred just talked about prison, tear apart a family. How does the prison system come into uh, the fallout of masculinity? 
Give me as far as like, huh? You say? <laughs> give me that mic. Give me that mic. <laughs> <laughs> he said, give me the mic. Thank you very much. But when you, when you ask that question, do you mean as far as like um, how the prison, prison system played a role in it or? How it still plays a um, role. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious though, you know? Um, but I think we mostly talk about a certain demographic. You know, you're talking about black men. We can talk about we can talk about that, but um, we all know that you know prison systems they need money to run. You know what I mean? Um, and if you don't have any inmates, then you don't have uh, money. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't you don't get funded, right? You don't get funded. You don't have any money. You know that that's your earning. You know, um, but when you tie that into you know masculinity and, and you know kind of what happened to it is if you need to fund you know, prisons and use that as a, as a means to, you know, to gain money, obviously then that impacts the households, you know. Um, but honestly, I want to tie that to society as well. You know, if we, if most of our men um, are, and what we see, what we, what we perceive is like tough, right? What we perceive as tough, um, is tough is related to uh, inmates and, and, and who they are and what they are and what they look like, you know, and then the outside world starts to portray that as well. And then you see that, and then you have, you know, um, sorry to throw the women under the bus, but then you have certain women who like that, right? And then the women, they go towards that, and then now that does what to the younger generation of men? Now they have to portray that as well if they want women, right? So now that whole, that whole generation thinks that that's what masculinity is, mm. you know? I think because the, the nature of the, the human dynamic is the men are the hunters. We figure out what the prey wants. If that means dressing up in camo and wearing deer piss or being this rock star uh, MTV looking. So the guys who are watching their girls pump gas, they still get women. They do whatever it takes to get those women. That's the type of man that she's after, a thug or this or that, or if she wants a guy that wears a yell hoodie officially, you know, or whatever it is she's looking for, we are hunters. So the reason why masculinity can curtail is because it's required less of men to do that because women require less. They don't realize it, but they're their own worst enemy, like, as we all are. But men are only doing whatever it takes to make sure they got something warm waiting for them. Right. I I agree. I agree with that. But if we want to add a little side topic to the topic, you know, nope. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we could say like what happened to masculinity, but then you can also say like what is masculinity, right? And so, if, in my opinion, you know, if you know if you can define what masculinity is as a man, then to me, I feel as though that should not happen to you. You know, like it shouldn't, you should not be a person so fickle that now I'm going to change into whatever I need to be in order to get this, you know, this, this woman. If you know that what you have to change into is less than masculine, if that makes sense. I mean, I agree. It's not about that. So it's not to say these men are masculine men. They're just pussy hungry. Mm. I want some pussy. That's what I got to do. Yep. Now, I think we could all raise our hands on a couple of ideals and say we can pretty much nail down masculinity with 10 points or less that we would all agree on. Every masculine man does. It doesn't involve peacocking. It doesn't involve 
you know, it involves things that don't really benefit us. Chivalry does not benefit a man. It doesn't at all. But it makes you stand out. So the, regardless of the fact that Raekwon can show up in, in the best Jordans and the, you know, the most coolest clothes or whatever. Tight jeans. Right, you know, no. you know, got his, you know, jeans all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's irrelevant if that if he can't pump gas he can't fix a, a, a flat tire X Y Z right right we all know what masculinity is and it is not a mystery. Well, what is the what is the ultimate goal of masculinity to reproduce to get a a woman a female what does that take nowadays? Not a lot. Right? I mean, there's a lot of guys, like you're saying, they're always going to get a girl. It's always going to get something. If what it takes to get the ultimate prize is just a little bit, why aren't most people going to do just a little bit? Because that's what happens. We teach men to do that, but the truth about it is we need to teach these young boys that women aren't everything. That's not all you need because you sacrifice so much to have a woman. That's the nature of loving. I can be on this path. I'm trailblazing. I'm doing it. I've made it to X amount of dollars per year. But when the woman comes in my life, everything changes. So when do you check out? Do you check out when you're at the Walmart job and you're just making your little 30K a year? You're like, well, I got a girl now, so I'm good. Let's get fat and lazy. Or do you keep progressing? We sacrifice to have women in our lives. They think they sacrifice, but they don't like we do. They do some like, okay, I can't do the things I want to do sacrifices. But the nature of a man, a breadwinning man is... I sacrifice time with my kids and my family every day, gladly, because I'm not looking for happiness. I'm looking for righteousness. I'm looking for right standing with the people that depend on me. So it's not even a sacrifice. It's just what I have to do to feel like I'm in right standing with you. So what I hear from, from Cam's point and a lot of your point, to me what it sounds like is today's male is getting weaker socially. 100%. But hold on, hold on. I'm going to pause on that. So let me ask this question now, because society is different. Economy is different. Things are not like how it used to be, where the man can provide and do everything. So the way I see it, and not to go off topic, marriage is a partnership, right? You're, you're building this relationship with someone and a partnership to do better overall for the family, for the legacy of the family. So that being said, do you see a male being different or weaker because he allows his significant other to also provide and do stuff for the household for the whole family no. as a group no. no so i think when you talk about the whole if men are getting weaker it's not really i guess it, it depends on on which point of view you have because it, it's different right but it's the definition of masculinity how do you define it what does it mean to you i believe we would all define it very similarly that's what i'm we, saying we yeah. would like, to me, it's being emotionally present for my children. I want to be a representation of what my daughter should find in a man. I need to teach my sons to be men and be okay with being emotional and handling things, but also the other things, changing the tire, yeah. changing the oil. Yeah. Like, those kind of values, to me, is part of masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Not because a good man or any man technically you can't be used because the whole point in being a man is to be useful. The more situations that I can walk into and say, hey, I know how to do that. I can cut down a tree. I can change a tire. I can charge your AC. I can 
teach you upload how to videos on YouTube. Right, right you know, <laughs> every, YouTube. every way that you can be useful as a man counts towards you. You never can be used. You're useful. And that's the difference. A lot of people, they feel like if they're not getting something back, we men, we don't, we don't get our return up front. We don't. It's always a long game. And so that's the difference. That's so, I do believe there are only two genders, but I believe they're split into three sections. There's women, there's men that women see, and then there's men that women don't see. And that is how it breaks down. There are 80% of men are invisible to women because women have a standard of what they want. And if you don't meet it, if you're just not tall enough, period, you're already under the standard. Simple things to them, but for men, we have to, we have to present ourselves a certain way to be masculine. We have to accept certain things to be masculine. We can't cry about unfairness. Nothing in life is ever fair. So as men, it's just the short end of the stick. And if, you, if you're trying to find that equal, like so when you say a partner and a wife, absolutely. Marriage should be looked at, especially in this day and age, as more of a business move, a legacy move. You know, the love is there, sure, but that thing is going to waver. And we talked about that the last podcast, <laughs> the 70, 30, yeah, 100, yeah, 100 right? Yeah. So you know, it goes back to that. Yeah. So I want, for instance, there's a, there's a woman in my life right now that I would get out of the game for. Now, do I expect her to bring me the same level of intent and drive and resourcefulness that I bring her? Absolutely not. I'm not looking for that. Really? But does it, does it benefit me? Does it pay off if I can look at her every day? If I could just know that this is the person that's waiting for me, would that benefit me? 100%. It would be worth everything else I got to do, the whole 70%. If I can just say, that one's mine, she's waiting for me. And this is how I wrote it down. I wrote this. Check it out. This is a beautiful thing, I think. And it's, it's a wordplay, right? So, women need men for survival. Men want women for what it be, validation or inspiration, whatever it is. Men want women, women need men. However, in this day and age, and as far back as I can see, want has always been more urgent than need. We've always, always wanted more than we needed. And therefore, you can see where the power lies, where the power curve changes, right? That's true. That's Fred F. for a bottle of scotch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bottle. No, but it's true. Everybody avoids the word need and want is priority. Yeah, everything. We as men, if we devoid ourselves of women, we'll achieve everything we want to achieve in the fast lane. But we won't have validity. You cool, Dave, but when you show up with Jay on your arm, your level goes up. You know what I'm saying? When your girl's with you, your level goes up. You walk different. People see you different. We need that, that aspect. We don't need it, but it, it really boosts us. But if you didn't have it, you could still make your first million. You'd probably make it quicker. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> you know? And not take half. Yeah, and you wouldn't lose half of it, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. But we just yeah. want that. We want that validity. We want that, that inspiration. We wouldn't have went to the moon if we couldn't come back to a bar and say, yeah, me and my boys, we astronauts. Hmm. That's a great pickup line. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Never tried that one when I was in the game. Hey, we astronauts. Really? Yeah. yeah. Look at the t-shirt. You know? Right. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
So it took you a while to get to where you're at. Okay. Would you say that you're the same guy that you were five years ago? I was going to say no before you ended the question. Honestly. Okay. So how about this? Why weren't you the same back then as you are now with, with your insight? And obviously, we learn through life and lessons, but some of these are very basic, I would think. Picking up the right, looking under the right rock is what it comes down to. Always stand hungry. I could have settled for the guy I was when I was 29. That was a, he was a solid cat, but I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satisfied with not understanding the opposite sex. I wasn't satisfied with not understanding myself even. And fortunately, I kept digging. I kept looking. And I think I'm looking in the right place now. And I was the best version of myself when I was 29, but I'm a better version now. And next year, I'll be a better version still. Do you think a, a crucial part, and maybe crucial is too much of a, of a stretch here, is it necessary to be emotionally available in order to be truly masculine? Yes, but to other guys, not to women. And okay. I know that sounds weird. But so, no, me, that's 100%. I, keep going. Yeah, I didn't yeah, mean to interrupt yeah. you, but I like what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Um, like that. Women can't handle our emotions. Oh, seriously. They can't handle that weight. I can cry to my boys. I can go through hell. They got my back. Uh, if I turn inside out in front of a woman, it'll either turn her on or turn her off. She might be one of them people that likes that explosive relationship, or she might be one of those people that's like, you crying over that? Like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not safe. It's just not. And as men, we play the odds. We hunt for the greater odds. So as a man, I'm not saying you can't cry in front of your girl or get emotional. But say some guy steps in your shoe in line at a restaurant and you turn up and flip all the napkins and all the tables and Taco Bell. She's either going to love it or she's going to be like, yeah, this guy's crazy. What, what the hell is wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, because you stepped out of frame and you got emotional. But with you, you've seen me at my worst. You've seen me at my worst. You see me when I don't want to go to tomorrow. You see me at my best. And you never stepped away from me. You never walked away and said, yeah, that dude's weird or whatever, right? It's safe. But that's being emotionally present with your boys. With your boys. And Which is very masculine. My generation, <laughs> you know, we, my father, his... How far back are we going? His father, <laughs> about 200 years. <laughs> they all pushed their emotions down. So there was none of that shit. They weren't crying in front of their boy if they were going through some things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's still important that it's, we're saying it's okay to have that around your other brothers, if you will, to be able to cry, to be able to talk through shit. Because I'd rather talk to you guys than go home with that same that situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's like, what, she what is going on with you? Yeah. Absolutely. So it's very masculine to be emotionally present. It is actually necessary if you want to be a successful man to be emotionally present, emotionally vulnerable, but you have to stay inside a frame. When it comes to men and women, either she's in your frame or you're in her frame. And once you lose frame, you lose respect. Bro, I cry under watching Undercover Boss, so. I cry watching Bruce. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I, I try to play it off, or I get up and walk away, broke up. but it just happens. Broke me up, yeah. man. <laughs> when he saw the son of the pops, I said, oh man. You ever seen old Yeller? 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. You laughing, but yeah. you know. Corey, you know too. So, so what would you say, or how would you uh, describe coming out of frame? Because I, I, I have my thoughts on this as well, but how would, how would you describe coming out of frame and then I'll, I'll talk about what I'm talking about? It's an emotional response, period. An emotional response to anything. As frame is, you are the rock in the river. Anything she brings to you, she can stand on. You are the rock. If you give up that stability, you explode, you slip up, you cry, and whatever, whatever emotional response you let boil up and fester out, then you, you're shaking the frame, if not breaking it. And I know it seems senseless and cold, but she can trust you to be that, no matter what she brings to you. Therefore, she can trust you. So it was, I think we may have talked about this on another podcast, actually. But I think, uh, Dave, you asked me the question before of if I can cry in front of my lady. And, and initially I said, no, you know, um, cannot do that. But eventually I did change my answer to I think you can. But the, the, only, the only way you can do it is if you have a plan. And I think that's what you mean as far as, like, coming out of frame. If you're just emotionally breaking down and crying in front of your lady, but you have no plan as to how you're going to get out it's of not that's not that's not masculine but i think your woman can absolutely take you breaking down and crying in front of her yep. if she knows that you have a plan you've you got action a certain way but you have an action correct but just sen like essentially crying and, and helpless right. and i lost my time today is not the end of this conversation <laughs> right 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 so tomorrow i'm going to be exactly and then she can trust that now yeah. it's different if mom dies that day will be a dark day Sure. Okay. Yeah. I will cry. I will cry. And, and if you don't, she might look at you like, what is wrong with this So yes, Yeah. He didn't even blink, right? Let me so, ask you, not, not to go off subject, would you consider it heartless if you don't during those moments? As far as, you know, you have someone there that's, that's looking for those emotions, you know, looking mm -hmm. for you to be human. Right. And... During those dark moments, you choose not to share that. I think it depends on the intent behind it. If you're saying, if you're consciously turning it off, I think that's kind of weird. But if you're just a person who, who knows how to like harness that and you don't have to cry, I think it's weird to try to make yourself cry to show somebody else you have emotion. Right. That's weird. Everybody you know? deals with death, so yeah. we'll use because we went down that road. But death is very dark. And it's different for everybody. Absolutely. Everybody mourns differently. Right. Sometimes it doesn't hit you right away. Yeah. But it hit Fred. Right. If you I see I mean? somebody but, in a funeral and they're not crying and it, and they just have this position about them, it's like, oh, I just don't care that this person is like gone. He, then that's that's kind of odd. You know? But if they're not crying, you know, I think it's. Yeah. I went to a funeral, and uh, it was one of the hardest funerals I went to. You went with me. Um, yeah. I had a friend who, you know, he buried his son, yeah. and he was the strongest man in the room. Everybody else was crying, and I'm sure he was, you can hear it in his voice kind of, but he was absolutely the strongest but person. But he probably felt like he needed you know. to do that for, for sure. And I'm sure he had his moments where he broke down in private and things like that, but it was just, for me to think, knowing that I have a son, right, for me to think about what he's going through right then, I don't know that I have this, I don't know, I don't know, I, don't know. Right. I can't put my, yeah, absolutely. No question. Yeah, absolutely. But to, to watch him navigate it the way he navigated it was just, I was floored, man, honestly. I'd probably be out hunting for answers. <laughs> yeah. I won't even be at the funeral. Yeah. That's a tough deal. So I had this thought the other day, actually, on masculinity. 
And uh, I thought to myself, you, you laughing at Josh? <laughs> hey, Josh is working. <laughs> but I had this thought, as far as masculinity goes, do you think, what, I'll say what I think, I think masculinity only matters when you're talking about the people that are under your protection. If you're talking anything outside of that, it's irrelevant. And I say that because who are you trying to prove your masculinity to, in my opinion? If you're trying to prove your masculinity to other men, that's not masculine to me. You shouldn't have to. I personally, I would say opposite. You don't turn it off. You know I'm masculine. But you, without what I'm talking to you, without you ever knowing me, right? I'm gonna still be the same dude that I need to be. So that means if a stranger's dealing with something, and a dude starts slapping up a chick in the streets, I'm still a masculine man. I don't know her. I don't know you. But you just can't do that, bro. I don't know if she's right or you're right. But I can't let that happen but while that, I'm that, standing Right, but that, that, that person, that woman, or whatever it is, is still under your protection in that moment, right? I'm not saying it's only your loved ones, but I'm just saying as far as like, okay. if you're in a room full of dudes, do you have to show these room full of dudes that you are masculine? Part of being masculine no. is not needing to flare up things. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm trying to get across to. Yeah, because yeah. men know when things flare up, you become in a life or death situation. After you're 16 years old, you have enough strength to kill a person. Right. It's fight or flight at yeah, that point. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want to go there because we all have something on the table that we would have to risk to prove that we're not wrong or weak. Yeah. Why do I want to do that? But I don't care. Which, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit what you think right. of my version of masculinity or Dave. or I, it's, I care what my family thinks of that. And in a word, even before you said the last part, in a word, that's, that's what we call confidence. People mistake what confidence is. Cockiness. Yeah. Mm. Confidence is, I could care less what you think or feel about me. I'm me. I come in the room. I acknowledge the people I love. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to switch up for you just because you got the, the attention of the room. Good. You got the big mouth. You got the talk. Maybe it's something important. Maybe it's not. That's on you. I'm going to be me. I'm going to play my role. And if things need to go in a different direction, I know who I'm protecting, who I'm looking out for. But as a masculine man, I don't introduce myself when I walk in the room. I don't make a presence. I don't judge Dave, you know, playing mm -hmm. WWE with his kid. Like, you know. That's what he does. But if he was doing it by himself, I'm maybe. <laughs> I play with my toys if I want to play with my toys. But I'm just saying, well, like. Yes, but that's in your right as mm -hmm. a man. As a man, I, I paid for my house. You just sit over there. <laughs> Somebody get him another splash before something happens in here. Go show him some stuff? Yeah, I'll show you. All right, how about this? <clears throat> I really like this one. This is something I've been working with for the last several months. The labels that get associated with men. So if somebody doesn't understand a guy... Uh, you can be labeled with, of course, what's the greatest one? Toxic masculinity. Doesn't Walk me through toxic masculinity. It's a social media word made up to attack masculinity. It's not a real thing. <laughs> it's not a real thing. There are bad men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's masculinity. Right. To me, toxic masculinity is like men objectifying women. But that's not that's masculinity. Not well, yeah. it isn't, but... Right, because that's it's what like, I look at. Yeah. Like, so masculinity is not one thing. Objects, and then there's bad men, which bad men aren't necessarily masculine. Technically, usually, they're lacking masculinity, and they're overcompensating with the fear factor, the 
you know, the aggression, the emotionality. So a girl that'll come home and say, I know not to say this, or I might catch something to the face, yeah. you know, type of thing. Well, the guys that can't do with rejection. That's not toxic masculinity. Yeah. That's just toxic. It's not masculine at all. Right. So it's a, you it's don't a, have any confidence either. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a, uh, it's a, it's a made up term to, to attack men who are strong enough to not fold to pussy. If you make a stance to a woman in today's society, she comes up, shoots her shot, she says, I'm good. Or she does something and you do something to say, no, I don't go to that level. That's not how I operate. If she doesn't like it, she can label you toxic masculinity. But it's not toxic to have boundaries. Not at all. <laughs> it's not a real thing, though. I think it is it's strictly, I, I do think it's just strictly a label, you know, but I, I agree with, with Fred. I don't think it's a real thing. I think what, <laughs> I think what, I think what happened. Of course it took 45 is, minutes for y'all to come to that. But. I, I think what happened is I think you have a group of men in our society who look at uh, masculine men and not realize that what they are visually seeing is a man who is protecting his the people up under his, his care, right? He is going about his life a certain way, and that looks tough. So these other men don't have anybody underneath their care. They don't have anybody. All they see is the outside, right? They see what that toughness looks like, and that's what they try to emulate. They try to emulate that toughness, and they, they view that as masculinity. But they don't know why they're, they're doing the toughness. They don't know why they're doing any of that, right? And so because we have a group of those, they go out there in the world, and now they're just exhibiting toughness. They're exhibiting this this kind of like forceful behavior and, and all of these things. But it's, it's killing the, the true uh, nature of masculinity or what should be portrayed as it. It comes off as an entitlement, right? The guys will come out and they'll lead the conversation by saying, I make this much money, what do you bring to the table? It's not masculine to say that, no. it's very toxic. And entitlement in itself is not a masculine thing, it's a feminine thing. You see what I'm saying? Men aren't entitled to anything. We can deserve or earn something, but we're not entitled to anything. Women are entitled to things, and that's the difference. So, again, if I had a son and a daughter and they were the same age, they would have two different ways of growing up. Make sure your sister's got some food on her plate. Now go mow that lawn and earn this food tonight. You're not entitled to a plate, brother. You gotta earn it. And if you understand that now, and you know I love you, when you get into the workforce and somebody says, hey, go shovel that, earn your keep, earn your keep, right? You're not a woman, you're not entitled to anything. We don't value you like that, brother. And it's not toxic for women to be entitled. Not at all, this is, this is their right. So I was just asked a question recently that kind of round robin all the way to what you guys just talked about, which is crazy, is why in history are women and children evacuated first? Why are they? Valuable. Yeah, you know <laughs> why? You know why are they prioritized in that one, that one thing? Why aren't women drafted? All this other stuff, and it kind of all the way came around to they're entitled to protection. That's one of the things. Like if you think of who's entitled to what, at the end of the day, at the most primal level, women and children are entitled to protection, and men are entitled to provide that <laughs> protection, you know? <laughs> so, congratulations. yeah, would Man. you say I, masculinity, put simply, is the 
to protect those around you. The right to protect. You agree? The, the, the privilege to protect. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's a privilege. The honor to protect yeah. the people around you. But even if it's, you know, a lot of people skew it, they think protection is like physical, like, oh, I'm gonna beat this guy up. or But emotionally, that's yeah. That's, that's what they see. Yeah. They, they'll see a man who's protecting their, uh, the people up underneath them. They'll see him, you know, and what that man did to, to, to become, uh, I guess, physically fit enough to get there. So if he becomes a, a fighter or a boxer, but he's mm -hmm. doing that for a purpose. He's doing that so that if something were to come into my house, I can defend my family, right? And so the other men see that and they just say, oh, I'm gonna learn how to fight, mm -hmm. right? And I'm gonna go beat up this person to show that I'm masculine. It's like, no, that other guy was doing it to, for protection. That's why he was doing it. Yeah, yep. And then to me, it always, it comes all the way back down to like emotionally, everything else. Um, just to keep that foundation of the household, you know, if, you're, if your kids are falling apart at school, you're not protecting that household. If, you're, if your woman can't handle the way that, you know, a coworker's talking to her at work, you're not protecting that household. You don't have peace. So I think it's a lot more than that. I think that's the misconception of that is where a lot of that air quoting toxic masculinity comes from because they're like, okay, it's masculine to protect, so I'm just gonna beat up every guy that looks at my girl. Like yeah. It's, yeah. There's a fine line. Not gonna happen. You know what's another good, good tool of masculinity? Get over here, Josh. Yeah, get around her, baby. Get on me. <laughs> um, is um, the ability to learn. Everything that I believe is true, I stand on, and I will allow you to challenge it. And if you prove me wrong, then at that point, I will change my view. And it's not a stubborn or a, I'm open to learning. I'm open to growing. All I'm going to do is do the best I can with the knowledge that I have. If you show me something new, then I will change. But that's you from you're at the best version of yourself, knowing that next year you'll be a better version of you right. because you're open to learning. Yeah, and you've been able to process your ego. Ego is one of the biggest things. I think two things when it comes to your guy, your ego and then your emotional maturity can really, can really define you as a man. I want to go back to uh, entitlement, though. You said, or I'll just, I'll just ask the question open-ended. The females are entitled to everything. Yes or no? They're entitled to everything. Everything? Mine's entitled to half, if you ask. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But it depends on how you play your cards. Okay. So, if, if a female hasn't, you get into a relationship and she hasn't, done the work is she entitled to your peace it's 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 tough because they always going to cost you peace because the nature of how they operate and how we operate is is um it's like oil and water uh do you think if you found like queen we talk queen we throw right. that word around right? right not lightly but queen and that's what you're looking for will a queen rob you of your peace not intentionally Right. But the nature is, is if you care about me, if you love me, you care about what I care about. Mm -hmm. And it goes vice versa. That's why most men sit at home and go in the bathroom for 20 minutes. Get that <laughs> quiet time. Y'all yeah, yeah. laughing because you know exactly yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. That's the, it's that place true. Where a man can think. You have to go from work, yeah. drive home through traffic. You're pissed off or whatever. Yeah, just give you me gotta my decompress. space. Yeah, yeah. Just give me my yeah. space. Let so me we get use myself it. together and so I can be there for you guys. And then, yeah, yeah, you turn that switch on. The nature of loving that I believe women 
fail to understand about loving is if you love, you care about what I care about. It doesn't matter if it's dumb, Darla made you upset at work today, whatever, how small it is, because I love you, what's important to you is important to me before what I need to do, right? And that nature of loving that, I say non-beneficial, unconditional type of loving, it's just like, I'm just going to do what I need to do to be what you need me to be here in, in this moment that I know I can't really fix because if I did, I wouldn't be, right? Because you're not talking to me to fix it. You just need to let it out, right? Yeah. But as men, we like to take a hammer to things because we're good at it, right? I just fix stuff. I don't know. So don't tell me if you don't want it fixed. That's you what like I used to You like to just say. get beat up, but yeah, please continue. Say again? You like to get beat up. <laughs> I won't argue that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I used to say this to my wife. I say, don't tell me it if you don't want me to fix it. And that was the wrong approach, right? It's not the way it works. They are emotionally letting off on you. You got to shoulder that. You got to feel those things. And for somehow that makes them feel heard and needed and special, then do it. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're not really bringing you a problem, per se. No. They're just venting on what's going on in their life. Once they discharge that, they're good. And it's just listening, not waiting to respond to something. Yes, which is a good thing until they stop doing that. And then it's the unknown. At that point, yeah, it's too late. Right. Have y'all seen the, before y'all do what I know you're about to do, the colors don't matter, but have y'all seen the animation? It's a, a outlined white figure, two white figures. One's obviously male, one's obviously female. Female has this like um, black level in her, which is you know whatever mm. she's going through. And as soon as they touch, the male sucks it all up into him, and she's happy. And then he goes over to his kids, and he sucks up all. And before you know it, he's like overflowing. And that's the moral of the story: is like you can only take on so many other people's stuff. How, as a man, do you do you not overflow with that? So if she's decompress like my wife will tell me her day. So if she decompresses from that, I'm not really here to absorb it. I'm here to listen to it. Now if she comes to me with problems, that's a difference. Okay. Then I absorb it. My kids tell me whatever. They just want to decompress their day. But if there's issues, then I have to work it. And those things take over my own shit. That gets put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a difference, at least in my relationship with my wife. No, it's the same. That makes sense. It's yeah. almost like you switch into autopilot because you know that you have to take care of them, right? That, that's you lead and you protect everybody. So that falls on that. If I go home and even though I have my own issues going on and they come to me with whatever it is, well, that's priority because that's my family. So I'm going to take care of that. And then when that time comes, I'll do whatever I have going on. But I, I have to be that person or that figure and fix that problem to the best of my ability. And then from there, we can move forward and I can focus on me, which is why. Go ahead. I see you. So Man, that, lose. That, right? uh, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So that's Man the thing about wins. it, right? When yeah. you say that. So my dad is a me mechanic 50 years. Since he was 16 years old, he's been a mechanic. None of his cars are are running properly, <laughs> but everybody else's are. 
Here's, you know, yeah, I got to get the window fixed. You know, I got to get the radio. But everybody else is around him. All of their cars are running properly. His car's on the back burner. It's good enough to get me to work it back home. I think it worked, you know. That's a good analogy. True man, I dig right? it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true, yeah. Real life, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but for this, yeah. yeah. You got to jig it to get the door closed. But, uh, but how's your car running? You know, right. you got a good car. Your AC's working. Your radio's working. All your tires are good, you know. And it's true, yeah. Not everybody has that ability, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying with just life. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, so some people tend to run with that and provide for other people. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, yeah, you eventually end up putting yourself on the back burner, but it still satisfies you to provide for other people or to help other people through their problems. Right. That brings you pleasure, right. and that's good enough to get you to the I next I think that you just defined masculinity. Right. And, that's, with, and, that's, with, and I'm just saying, I'm not talking anything. about but that's how I operate. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm but willing to that's give your definition. my shirt off my back to help someone else. And, but as soon as you break that line of trust or you disrespect me in any way, then it's a done deal, you know what I'm saying? But that's just how I operate. I'll put whatever I have to the side to help anybody else out. Which everybody here can, can raise their hand and say the same. As I know, I just met you and I know this much about you, but the rest of y'all, we've talked a bit, even you, cameraman. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we understand masculinity does not follow happiness. People who seek happiness, especially men who seek happiness first, you can very much tell who they are. They don't sacrifice anything. But as men, as masculine men, our number one goal is not happiness. We sacrifice happiness first to For make everybody sure, else. Right. Make sure everybody because else is taken. Our goal is righteousness, and I don't mean it in the spiritual sense, even though, yes, we do carry our own spiritual weight as well. Right standing with the people that we care about. But it's that, still happiness, it's just an internal happiness. But that's what makes you happy, yeah, right. is the fact that I forego, I like out, I did, I, all day served with you. a purpose, right. and I, I helped purpose. someone out. But I went out, yeah. I did what I had to do, and now I can benefit you by being useful, Right, makes me happy. Mm -hmm. It's later though, it's not the upfront. Whereas women aren't that way, and that is the beauty of it. Because you can technically, if you know her well enough, you can hit a home run every day, on paper. You know, obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's not a, you know, it's not a real thing because yeah. we're human. But, you know, their happiness is served up front and that carries them to the next moment. You know. Solid. I like it. Winter was made for men. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, though, I think your original question was, uh, are women entitled to, what would you say? Are they entitled to, uh, to everything is what you said. Entitled to everything. I think it's a blanket statement. The answer to that is yes. They're not entitled from not, not, they're not entitled to it from every man. Does that make sense? So not every woman is entitled from you know from that from from you you know. But your queen, your woman, your wife, she is entitled to that. That is a. But I think that's, that's a tone you set, and a it's an understanding. Nah, that's a hell of a statement. Yeah. So no. yes, every woman is entitled to her dreams coming true, from the man that she chooses Correct. to let that happen. So you. Mr. Simp, are not that oh, guy. There. Yeah. You are not that dude. Men forget that your most valuable resources are your time and your money and your skills. And you point it out to women that haven't chosen you to lead their life. It's like when everybody wants to be a photographer and they want to do the $50 photo shoot, then how can I really be, you got to go through all this bull crap photography before you get to me and then I'm going to say, yeah, that's, that's $1,000. I don't know why you pay 50 bucks for it. 
but that's not how you get it done right. So again, that's part of pushing manlyhood, masculinity to the younger. You don't need to buy her food. You don't need to give her a ride to work. You don't need to do all that unless she's benefiting you and showing you the openness and the closeness of a partner. You are just throwing it down a black hole. Women are entitled to everything from the guy that they choose. And you could just be a victim. You could be a spinning plate. Or you can stand for something. Or it's the guy that chooses her. Right. The guy that chooses her. Right. But I also think it's a mutual understanding. It has to be. Because society is different now. Yeah. So everybody sees what they portray out there and they feel like this is what it is. And this is what you will provide. And not everybody agrees with it. Some people do because, you know. (laughs) I was going to say I agree with you. But however, people change. So what if they're entitled to it to begin with, but then their attitudes and their, you know, personality changes? That's not a two-way street. Only against men. If you commit to a woman That's what I'm saying. and she, she's entitled to this, your integrity as a man maintains that. She doesn't have to act the same because unconditional love is unconditional. However, unconditional respect doesn't exist. You still have to earn it every day. That's the beauty of being a woman. We're going to give you unconditional love. Men love women far longer after the breakup than women love men. Far longer. We deal with that weight of it for years longer. And I know you can say whatever you want about what Hollywood puts out there, is it? But at the end of the day, men get the worst end of it. We deal with it for far longer. Because when we love, it's not an opportunistic thing. It's the idea of who you are and who you you know, whereas women love out of opportunity is to say, this is the best guy I can find. I'll love him. Nothing else is on my table that's better than this. Okay? So I'm taking you in at the idea of, hey, I hope you never change. <laughs> you taking me in on the idea that I hope you get better. It's completely different, you know. They're going to try to fix you. They will. <laughs> They're going to try. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with that as well. I, I think um, if you, I think that makes it conditional. You know, if if you are banking on the fact that this person is not going to change, um, and and if they do change, now you're going to take some stuff away. Then, to me, then you never had love. You devalue. You never had it. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I wanted to. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. It's coming towards the end. I wanted to bring up what happened to masculinity because I wrote up with, uh, with Dr. J the, the mission statement and the belief statements over these last couple of days, and it's always evolving. That's what are you smiling at? He was wondering about the mission statement. I said he was going to say it. This yeah. is it. I'm waiting on yeah. Shut up. So a lot of it, like the belief statement is we're done arguing about masculinity. I don't think that there's one dictionary out there that actually they have the same definition, and we all have different, right? I think we have a very similar... Yeah, we, we just do. explain it in different ways. Explain in different ways, all right? So we're done arguing about masculinity. Ultimately, we know what it is, okay? And we're done talking about it. And we believe that every man has the masculine inside of him, and we're here to pull it out. That's the mission of the program that we're launching. That's what Stripped Raw is trying to do, re-empower men. Uh, the mission statement, and this is the first time I'm going to read it out loud, but I want to put it on here in the podcast just... This because it's complete transparency about everything that we've done. But we're here to strip all of the labels and reestablish the man to combat every social issue stomping our culture into the dirt right now. 
And I think as time goes on, you're going to see it through the website, through uh, the Instagram, the TikTok handles, the stats that we're talking about. Essentially, the world is on fire right now. There's suicide rates, divorce rates, it's all up. Everything is bad. Uh, and I think that this is our mission to combat it. And I think this is the perfect table for it. And honestly, I'm very blessed to have every one of you in my life and at the table. I think it's all vice versa. We've same. been with each other yeah. through hell. Definitely same. And we're about to make some waves, some serious waves. Some good things are happening. November 11th, Veterans Day, the uh, Strip Raw platform will launch, and we're going to make an impact. I just want to say I appreciate all you guys doing everything that you've done. And I love every one of you. Every one of you. you got to set it off, Mike. Yeah. I'd appreciate it more. I love you, too. Thanks. I no, not from you. <laughs> no. How about a heart symbol like? Yeah, yeah. No. No. You sit over there and be quiet. Madly to express that to you. Forgive me for talking so much, but I'm passionate about these things. I feel you. I know you are. Yeah. That's why you'll probably be sleeping on the couch tonight. Hey. No better place. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. We appreciate you coming around. Look forward to seeing everybody November 11th. Peace.